Hello and welcome to Saturday Morning Cartoons, the weekly podcast that revisits, reviews, and ridicules some of the world's weirdest animated series. Coming to you from one end of a conjoined twin, I'll be your host, Dave Sean. And joining me as always, because we're attached to the large intestine, my co-host, Sean Dave. How's it God going, Sean it. Dave? Uh, I hate you. You don't David, hate David, me? David, David. Doing well. I hate you, but how you doing, buddy? Nah, you don't hate me. We're attached. Some people say we're attached at the hip. We're a little uh, more intimate than that for this week's episode. Oh, really? Yeah. You don't, you don't like where this is going? No, I mean, it's, I, would be, I mean, I'm fine with it. Mm. I just, like, what? It, it asks. We look. We were out I have drinking. So many questions about anatomy out. and how thing and biology and how this is gonna work. I don't know. I was out drinking. I blacked out and I woke up so uh, to ourselves. Let's just keep it clean. So to okay. ourselves. So to ourselves. Yeah. Like, is this something where it's like below the waist or like right at the the like right at the waist or is it below the legs? I mean, just turn around or, and look. You tell me. Are we? Uh, oh, how? Yeah. How, Maybe you shouldn't turn on. around. Come on. The worst part is when Sean tries to go east and I try to go west. It's just not good. It's a metaphor for our relationship. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like if anybody is listening to this point and they're they're thinking to themselves, I wonder what Nicktoon they could be talking about. (laughs) I wonder. Is it Doug? No, it's not Doug. (laughs) It's definitely not Doug. Just Doug and Skeeter just sewed together at the head. Honk, honk. Uh, no, it That'd is not creepy. that. This is more one of the more twisted and effed up Nicktoons, I think. Well, we could we could pitch this in a way that's a little bit flattering. Could to we? a point. I little, Go for well, it. Please allow me to try. Please. I'd say, Dave, do you like cats? I love cats. Dave, do you like dogs? Oh, I love dogs. Dave, do you like body horror? Uh, <laughs> and that's a, where it falls. No, apart. I'm I'm a fan. I'm a Cronenberg fan. Okay, great. I well, usually then, don't you know like what? to mix the two, especially in like, you know, children's programming and cartoons, but you know, to each their own. Well, here's where we're going to get a little bit creative. Oh, okay. Uh, we've sutured part of a dog and part of a cat together, uh, and right. we've created a cat dog. Oh, cat dog. Now I get it. Now created a cat I see dog. What I'm talking about cat dog. And now uh, you, can, you can scream in terror at two things that should not be together. If this thing came running at you from out of the alley or at like a shelter. Where you just were trying to adopt fire. things, just burn just, it with fucking yeah, fire. Just like in the thing, just, just burn Kurt it. Russell flamethrower this thing <laughs> to ash. In the thing? Yeah, the thing. He took flamethrower <laughs> to that beast at the end. God, that was the precursor so to cat dog. Just McCready, just yep. standing there. You got with it. A bottle of whiskey. That's right. This is burning fucking cat fucker. dog. No, nope, roast it. God. It's done. Oh, I hate it. This, I hate it so much. This show, I feel like we're gonna for for tonight's episode. I feel like we're going to talk more about the questions that we were left with. And the body horror that will imprint itself on our minds forever than what actually happened in the show. But uh, before we get into all that, I'll throw it back over to Sean. He's going to give you a little bit of the history behind this monstrosity known as Cat Dog. Uh, Cat Dog is an American animated television series created by, thanks a lot, Peter Hannon <laughs> for Nickelodeon. The first of uh, 68 episodes aired on uh, April 4th, 1998, before the show officially premiered later that year in October. The series ran on Nickelodeon until May 18th, 2001, with all episodes for the fourth season, which were expected to be made into a made-for-TV film called Cat Dog, The Great Parent Mystery, which was, it was unaired until June 15th, 2005. So if you were sitting around for five years waiting for that one, you're a fucking idiot. (laughs) The series is produced by Nickelodeon Animation Studios and Peter Hannon Productions, and it has been released on DVD, which is where I ended up buying it digitally on Amazon. You did not. And I regret those two dollars. I warned you that this was not going to be worth it. Now, I'll just do the old pirate function. No, I I decided to go legit on this. Well, your two dollars just went straight to Peter Hannon, which I have a couple uh, additional notes. If you love Cat Dog, you should thank Peter Hannon for everything. And if you hate Cat Dog, you should definitely blame him for everything. So, like Sean said, he was a creator and executive producer. He wrote, did the storyboards, the character design, art direction, post production. He even wrote and sang the Cat Dog theme song. So, he was pretty much the guy, the go to guy for all of this stuff. So, Which I honestly think that the theme song might be the only saving grace in this whole program. You know, I'm not even like me. a fan of it. It's okay. It's not terrible. I'll give it that. It's not like the rest of the show is. Um, and it's fine. It's kind of cute and not terrifying. 
we'll we'll get into it in a little bit more detail in yeah. a moment. But uh, I think you got some. You wanna you wanna summarize all this for me, Dave? Yeah. So in case um the title Cat Dog confuses you, which it probably should. Uh, here's the synopsis. So the series follows the adventures of Cat, voiced by Jim Cummings, and Dog, voiced by Tom Kenny, two conjoined twins who are a hybrid of a cat and a dog with two heads one at either end of its single body. Just in case you were, you were wondering, there's no tail or hind legs. It's just two heads on the end of a hot dog-shaped, creepy, terrifying body. It's uh, constantly doing a push-up or a plank. Yeah, or just dragging the, the sleeping or unconscious form of its other twin brother behind it, because it's for kids. Uh, um, so although they are brothers, they have very different personalities, which conflict at times. Cat is very cultured, while dog is very fun-loving and enjoys chasing garbage trucks, chasing cars, and exploring things in which Cat does not want to take part. The series takes place in Nierberg, a town dominated by anthropomorphic animals and the occasional human uh, humanoid. So yeah, it's, uh, it's a monster town full of animals, and occasionally uh, a wandering human just kind of makes his way in and then is devoured by these creatures. I'm not sure if that's actually what happens, but that's my interpretation of things. That's what I hope. Fingers crossed. Yeah, they gotta eat. Oh boy. It's this, I want to say the character design for Cat Dog initially made me think of uh, an Ouroboros. Yeah. Or Ouroboros. Yeah, one that's where... become un, unattached. By <laughs> right, exactly. One that's broken. If yeah. <laughs> if you're not familiar with that symbology, it's a snake that's continually swallowing its own tail uh, and supposed to signify rebirth, regeneration. But in it's, this case... In this case, it's just gross. <laughs> that, and it, for some reason, it made me think of Tom Six's film, The Human Centipede. Yes, I have, I have a note here that this is like the spiritual precursor to Human Centipede. Uh, or this is sort of like, you know how serial killers, at least in, in TV tropes and stuff, serial No, go killers, on. Tell me all about serial killers. So then. let's talk about serial killers. So we're led to believe that most of them start off by like killing animals when they're younger. Usually it's like their, it's kind of like their first victim. Um, it's mm -hmm. the first thing that they actually take their, their weird proclivities out on. This is basically how I would say that this cat dog is the first experiment that led to the human centipede. Some, <laughs> some creepy child somewhere was just like, let's just vivisect a live cat and a live dog. So their intestines together and then just see what happens. And then made a cartoon out of it. Peter Hannon should probably be on a watch list somewhere. Cause uh, this is not, this is not good. It's not good. I mean, I, I, I want to say I'll play devil's advocate. Yeah with you for this and say if you are a fan of animals mm -hmm. and if you are a child growing up the idea of having a cat and a dog is something that is fantastic sure. who doesn't want both a cat and a dog with no mess to clean up right except the occasional hairball or vomit yeah sure you know so you would think that this would be the perfect storm of domesticated animals in actuality it's just it's 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 very i mean it's disturbing for one thing. It's challenging. It's, it's so yeah. it's 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 so kind of horrific to look at. And you would think that a kid looking at this would be potentially very confused. And and I just see a lot of mishaps, maybe that families had to go through regarding duct tape oh, and no. both of their both of their pets <laughs> that were home and a child trying to make their own cat dog. A lot of Actually, pets were lost to the scourge of the cat dog in the late nineties. Mm -hmm. Uh. Uh, Fox uh, Animation, they have their uh, ADHD series. Right. Their, uh, uh, was it, I think it's uh, Animation Domination in High Definition. Exactly. Yeah. And they do these uh, biologically correct cartoons, which go back and, and kind of recap some of the, I want to say, more well-known and loved series that we've grown up with. Okay. They've done Ninja Turtles. They've done Spider-Man. Uh, they did a cat dog episode. Oh, no. and it's it's very short. It's I think it's maybe no more than two minutes in length. Which is if you more wanna, than long enough. If you want to be horrified <laughs> at the idea of what a real cat dog would look like, <laughs> go and watch it because I was so creeped out after having watched it. Congratulations, Fox! You guys finally oh. you finally creeped me the fuck out. I'm I'm to look, no I just end. did a quick Google search just for an image, uh, scientifically accurate it's, cat dog, and it's already making me sad. It is followed by trust me, you do not want a cat dog <laughs> from college humor. So yeah. So yeah, this it, is what our childhood was built on. Now now, Sean, correct me if I'm wrong, but Cat Dog is one of the more like transitional Nicktoons where we've kind of stopped watching when we were kids by this point. Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, as we've mentioned last week, uh, with Angry Beavers, this premiered around the time where we were a little bit older. Right. 
and we were maybe not watching as we were still watching cartoons, but we were not maybe watching as many cartoons at that point. Sure. I know, I know for me, uh, I said this last week, 1998 was when I was applying for colleges right. and I was getting ready to, I graduated high school in 99. So I was, I was a little bit older and it was, uh, it was something where maybe Nickelodeon cartoons, you know, after the golden era of last year's Nicktoons, you know, it really kind of held a special place in my heart. And so these transitional Nicktoons, it's not that I didn't love them as much. I just, I didn't, I don't know that I was the target audience at 18. Yeah, we had just kind of grown and out of it. And that's fine. It's, it's that classic case where they have that brand of Nicktoons, and then they just kind of have to keep reinventing what a new Nicktoon is every few years. You know, you've got your, your Rugrats and Doug that stick around for a few years, and they do really well, and then you've got some that kind of die off, so they have to be repopulated. But their target audience is always going to, always going to say the same age for the most part. Right. But obviously people age and they get out of that, that, that target range. Um, it's just a weird thing right now that like the nostalgia wave, which is part of the reason that we have this podcast, is that everybody is going back to what they see as like a better time, uh, the golden age of, of their childhood or television where everything was better. Video games were better. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, TV was better. Again, maybe, maybe not. It's just like that nostalgia effect that you have is not with Sean and myself for this particular show. So there are going to be out, people out there that really do love Cat Dog, and we're going to go through some reviews um, from some, some of those people at the end of the show. But for us, it's just not there, man. Uh, I think this is one that my brother, again, might have watched. He's six years younger than me. I don't really remember watching all that much. It was kind of irritating. I was more into, like, the MTV or just sports or just, you know, high school <laughs> stuff at this point. Plenty of other stuff going on besides Nicktoons, so... This isn't yeah. the first time I've watched it, but it's definitely the last time that I'll be watching it for sure. <laughs> uh, do you want to yeah, talk? So this... you said that your that the opening theme was probably your favorite part of the episode. So do you want to dig into that a little bit? Yeah, I I really well. So what was really interesting for me yeah. is the the theme song. I'm not going to talk about the music. I just want to talk about what you're seeing on screen. Okay, cool. And so what you're seeing is some weird kind of like slapstick comedy. Uh, between cat and dog and, and this cast of characters. And then it really gave me a Rocco's Modern Life vibe. Yeah, okay. Of them sort of running through parts of this neighborhood and, and you get quickly introduced to a cast of characters that are unnamed that you don't know, but right. they, they show up in a very tertiary fashion. It's kind of later. like an abstract manner too, almost like you're, you're like a flyover kind of thing, but not everything is fully fleshed in and fully colored Correct. in. Yeah, that, that's, that's so a good you, call. You, you have this moment where they're running, where CatDog are running on this piece of road, and then a clock comes out with a pair of scissors and cuts the road, sure. and they kind of fly. And that, for some reason, had a dead-on Rocco's yeah. kind of, of feel to it. Uh, and as I've mentioned for the last couple of weeks, this theme song had horns in it. So I'm going to begin to transition over to some of the music. Uh, I, you know, I... I gave a little shimmy shake when I heard some yeah, of this. No, there was, I got they had some kind of pumped about there. it. They had, I think they had a, <clears throat> right. a bass or a Barry sax in there. It was pretty cool. And so some of it was cool, but what really sold this theme song for me is the simplicity of the chorus, yep. which is just cat dog, cat dog, alone in the world was a little cat dog. And I have not been able to stop <laughs> singing that for the past 48 hours. The worst part I've is watched. that the show did not live up to you wanting to sing this song. So now it's probably just like I a know. torturous. Yeah. So I, for some, it'll be one of those random things where I'll get theme songs stuck in my head all the time. Yeah. And I know that the, the only way to kill it is just repetition to myself and just try to squash just it, drive it as out. fast as possible. What's interesting yeah. is that, uh, so for the show called Cat Dog, that show or that song is actually known as an earworm. So this is like the third mm -hmm. organism we've brought into this horrific body horror of a cartoon for kids. So, Remember, it's for kids. Yeah, right. So this earworm just it lodged itself in there to the to the fact that I found myself earlier tonight just sort of sitting around, just going cat dog, cat dog. Alone in the world was a little cat dog. It's got kind of like an old west kind of like uh, American folk song kind of kind yes. of twang to it. And again, this and I, is by loved... uh, this is by Hannon by the same guy so he wrote right. and performed the song as well because i looked it up and it almost sounded like i don't want to say primus but it almost sounded like a weird kind of out there prog rock band or something to begin with because it was just something odd and strange but no it's just the same guy that came up with this bizarro cartoon to begin with so right there it is you know and i actually i had to i had to go back and look at the lyrics 
for the song to be able to kind of put some of it together. Okay. For me, a little bit of it was sort of muffled. Okay. And I, you know, it, it moves very quickly. Yeah. The pace of the song yeah. and each one of the verses, it does hasten at some point. They're trying to put a lot of information in there in a very short span of time. But then it gets that, it gets that chorus that's sort of reprieve, and it's just like, cat dog. And for, I just, the Wild West twang <laughs> yeah. of that cat dog, yeah. for some reason, just tickles me to no end. <laughs> I conceptually, again, I know I've said that earlier in the show, conceptually, the idea of a cat dog is wonderful, you know? But in actuality, looking at it, is just terrifying yeah, and it makes you feel bad like i have okay so for listeners out there who don't know i have a i have a cat and i have one cat he is um basically a monster so if you look at him we should be nice to texas i mean he's kind of an ass I, and i am being nice but he's terrifying to behold his face it so he i guess his mom had like herpes or something when she was uh she was pregnant so he was born basically without any formed eyeballs. So he has like one kind of like, you've seen him, right? Yeah. Sean? So he has like one kind of like malformed eye that's behind like this glaucoma screen of just like a hazy eye protein. And then another one is just like this malformed mass of just like white veiny gloop. Uh, so he's a monster cat. And then blind cat. Yeah. And then blind cat. And it's Texas too. So that's a Western theme. He would be like the sheriff <laughs> of cat dog land. Um, <laughs> And then a few months back, he had some like, like problems with his teeth. So this uh, rip-off dentist or v- veterinarian that I went to said like, oh yeah, we definitely got to take all his teeth out for thousands oh, of dollars. No. So I got oh, duped God. into this. So now he is a, a basically toothless, blind, feral monster cat. And like, <laughs> I still feel bad for this creature. I look at cat dog and I think it should probably just be put down. It should probably just be put down. It is an abomination. It is a, a, not a miracle of nature. It is something that should not exist. It is the beast. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into Sorry. it. You're making this thing out to be like a harbinger of doom. It's, I love it. I mean, I watched... So as a kid, when I saw this, I was just kind of like, this is stupid. I don't really want to watch it. It's not funny. As an adult, I'm like, this is stupid. It's not funny. This thing is going to give me nightmares because I'm watching like half of an animal drag its dead or sleeping half behind it. <laughs> the entirety of the show and it's really disturbing <laughs> and we watched listeners we watched the highest rated episode that we could find it's not like we went to look for the worst one ever like oh man this thing is messed up we looked for the highest rating so on imdb this this episode has an 8.4 uh it is season three episode 10 now again there are four seasons of this thing uh and it's split in two segments most of these if not all of them were split into two you know 12 to 15 minute segments the, the split here is Cat Gone Bad and the old cat dog and the sea. So for Cat Gone Bad, it's, uh, here's the synopsis. Cat suffers an identity crisis when a gang of alley cats set up shop near the cat dog house. And Sean, you want to take the old cat dog and the sea? You have it in front of you. Yeah. Avasti landlubbers, this is a salty old fisherman's tale about a swordfish on cat dog's living room wall. That was nicely done. Very nautical Thank of you. you. Um, I, try. I will say the one thing I really do like about the show is the design of their house. Did you like that? I thought it was kind of cute. I, you know, it was interesting uh, because I didn't really see it until maybe the end of this episode. Yeah, they only but show it in, is like, the a yeah. it is a giant bone. Yeah, and then a like a fish, a giant fish, just like like on, a giant on its tail end. Yeah, like the two iconic things that you would think to yourself, those are. Uh, those should two things that should not be put together. Fish bones, ever fish bones and a and a dog bone. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I I did I did enjoy it. I did liked it or liked it. I Oof, did like I did it. I did liked it. I I did enjoy the the concept and the design and how everything looked like. Uh, the one thing is is that it, at some point in this alley cat episode. There is an angry neighbor who yes. gets very mouthy and I think throws like a shoe or a boot. Something, and he's like unseen, right? Right, he's and like he is screen. unseen. Yeah. But at, at some point when they pan back and show the actual house, they're like on a cliff and it's just them. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know where the neighbor came I from. No These are unanswered questions. Yeah, There's a lot of, a lot that of I have about holes the here in Cat Dog. Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason, yeah, all of a sudden they're like next to this like urban alley 
where a bunch of alley cats hang out. But before we get right into this episode, I just want to mention that for both of these segments, they have really odd like title cards to show the title of the segment. So did you catch the yeah. first one for Cat Gone Bad? No, I only saw the second one. What was that? Because I've watched this episode now twice. Yeah, don't do that anymore. So the first one was just listen to this podcast in the future and save yourself from watching it ever again. Uh, the Fair. first title card was like a very realistic like torso of a tattooed man, like a tattooed like muscle man. And then Is his, that what that was? Yeah, and then his head was Cat's head. What the fuck? Yeah, but like kind of like weirdly modeled to look almost real, but not. It's really disturbing. It's really uh. disturbing. So... There's Catman at that point. Apparently Catdog just like killed uh, a tattooed bodybuilder and then just <laughs> take, take turns putting their head where his head should be and taking pictures for well, the I Christmas mean, card, I guess. I don't know. Well, do we want to talk about the, the, the bump, the, the lead-in bump for the second part of the episode, or do we want to get into this first Yeah, episode? let's get into the first segment, and then we'll save that, that title bump for uh, the second one, because that was also strange. <laughs> was, that was the one that I caught, and I, I had to... I had to hit the back it up 10 yeah, seconds button. Like, and what like, was that? The fuck did I just watch? <laughs> I was so. Ugh, they're not animated. Know. These things aren't like, like they're weird, either stills or they're almost <clears> like live <throat> action shots that somebody just like took in their spare time. Right. And I had just like random creepy stuff laying around. But anyway, so cat gone bad. So if you had never watched an episode of cat dog before the opening of this segment actually gives you a pretty good idea of the personalities of cat and dog. Because right. when it opens, well, we, we open on Cat, right? So what's he up to? Well, Cat is in the, the process of cleaning their house. Right. And Dog is in the process of just kind of like hanging around. He's chewing gum yes. and he is sculpting pre-chewed gum into his Meats of the World Sculpted in Chewing Gum yep. collection. He sure was. Oh, and it's, it's you get literally a- about five seconds before you get a cat pun. Because Cat says perfection at some point. Yep. He's basically cleaned the house to perfection. So at that point, well, I kind of wanted to just shut it off, but I kept going. Well, the, the best part about this is that you really get the, the sense and the feel, as you mentioned, of the dynamic in the relationship, yes. which is identical to the odd couple. Or Angry Beavers, <laughs> which we watched or last angry. Yeah. <clears throat> right. Yeah. So it's, they've, they've set up that the only thing is, like the Angry Beavers had this weird thing where a, they weren't really angry, like we talked about last week, and B, they had this very different personalities, but then they would, what did we call it? Some kind of gap or some kind of like, oh, the idiot gap or something like that, where gap, they would yeah. just fall into this weird- Idiot hole. The idiot hole. They would fall into this weird space where they both just turned into like idiots for a second. And that's how they kind of like uh, came together and they kind of like reconciled their differences like that. Now, imagine that you are the odd couple, but you're fused together- human centipede style and you literally cannot get away from each other because you are tied physically tied to each other that is the premise for the show and it just gets weirder from there so i mean it well, sets up those well, personalities wanna, right away yeah i want to mention a, 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 an additional part of this is that you said that they weren't really angry yes they both fell into this this idiot pit right. together and debatably not many people knew that they were beavers either no. which as i stated last week very, very disconcerting that people don't understand what a beaver looks like. Yeah. I also want to throw a, a quick shout out to Teresa Beckhusen, who tweeted at me to say that she was also concerned that people don't know what beavers look like. Yeah. <laughs> As you should be. I also, a uh, quick shout out to Bobby Anthem out there, because he listens to each and every episode, and he always provides us with uh, his thoughts <laughs> on what probably the best kind of like takeaway quote was for the show usually there's sean's i occasionally get one snuck in there so we'll see what happens to be for this show but uh he also picked up on sean's like does anyone know what a fucking beaver looks like because no (laughs) the answer is no and that kind of carries over to this show like a cat dog doesn't exist hopefully but they Uh, only fingers crossed only vaguely look like a cat or a dog you can tell but it's not it's not great yeah it's not great so we have, the, we have the dynamic of the two of them uh, going through this odd couple scenario. Right. One, is, one is very clean and one is very dirty. And they are, uh, you're suddenly hit with this cacophony of moaning that's coming from outside. Yeah. Where you hear, I don't know, it sounded, it sounded like a bunch of cats in heat. Basically. To begin with, you it know, changed very quickly once we actually got like among them. Yeah. But, yeah, it was a weird turn. So, yeah, you know, this this 
terrible siren's call that lures them out there slowly turns into what you what is revealed to be alley cats. Yeah, and, and then cat I'm sure is, everybody has. Yeah, cat's kind of yeah, like ahead. man. We got these alley cats. He's like, oh no, they've moved in. And then dog's like, what's alley cats? He's like, he seems very excited. Like he, he wants to either chase them, which is weird because he's attached to a cat, or he right. wants to just go like hang out and be friends with them, which makes more sense sure. considering his personality. But cat has to explain to him like what alley cats are. So cat, you know, he has these explanations like they're loafers, they're ne'er do wells, they're hooligans. He just goes on this like ramble about like how bad these these characters actually are and you you really see that the the design of these characters uh is very bohemian right it's even a little uh hipster yeah they're like ish, basically which is funny yeah it's funny because it, it like they almost kind of look like hipsters before hipsters were hipsters yeah this was the source like, material for hipsters the hipster please, movement today please tell me to give please give me one more fucking reason to hate this other than issuing in hipsters to society this fucking right? show Ugh. it's basically so like they're all in like the little berets and like sweaters like turtleneck sweaters and carrying around bongos and having like late night beat sessions and you know but but also as cats so they're sitting up on the um the fences which is like what all the old you know the classic cartoons used to do there'd be like a late night alley cat like up on the fence you don't really right. see that anymore i feel like we've gotten away from that trope. i don't know why we just don't have alleys anymore yeah we just don't have alleys and all the cats are being <laughs> sewed to dogs so <laughs> we don't have that anymore. So you see that kind of scene, and it, and it kind of plays out. Cat dog has these alley cats that move in next to their house, where you see later on the house doesn't actually have an alley next to it, but whatever, that's for hammer space or whatever you want to call it. Um, right. So late at night, cat actually gets woken up, and you can kind of see him like throughout the episode. He wants to be upset at the arrival of these alley cats, but he's kind of like lured in by their music, and he's kind of like snapping his fingers along to the beat, and he has to like shake his hand to like stop so he's resisting right it's well it's interesting to note that his his solution to be able to deal with these alley cats is to this is a children's show and so this could be a potential lesson is when you have problems ignore them and then and then they'll go away which of course we know to not be accurate in any way shape or form yeah so i mean it works for dog he's just sleeping soundly through this entire thing he's fine he's right well he's Cat is, cat is, on the other hand, he's snapping. He begins to, like, sleep snap his fingers, yeah. and he just goes, that chop. Give me that sweet chop. And I was like, what the fuck? I, I literally thought they were going to, like, have a flashback to when he was, like, in his younger days, where he was, like, a hooligan. Like, he was, like, a street tough, and he was out, like, <laughs> like with the jets and the sharks, but the cats and the dogs, and he was, like, you know, fighting or something as a... But no, it, it wasn't anything like that. He was just kind of lured in by their their free wheel and lifestyle and uh they they weren't uptight at all he found that he was super uptight so this is like a way for him to like loosen up but even before we get to that he storms outside in his nightcap and his nightgown dragging his brother who's asleep behind him which i found disturbing um and he goes out to complain but eventually they just like they invite him to join them and his desire to complain is kind of like overwhelmed by their music and he becomes smitten, especially when this like one female cat kind of like walks up to him. Yeah. What you got? Man, you just gotta, you gotta leave that Squaresville life right? behind yeah. and dig the vibe, yeah. which is just a bunch of those guys. The show. They're the worst. But he, he turns on like a dime, man. He flips super fast. Yeah. To the point that he has he, like the outfit ready. He's got like a little like a beatnik goatee ready that he puts on. Oh, that was that was not a goatee. He had a, just a soul patch. A soul patch. I he had a yeah. terrible beatnik, soul, like a blonde soul patch. Yeah, I guess it had that, to be blonde because he's like an orangey kind of color, so it had to kind right. of like show up. But it just looked like he just took like a tuft of hair from like dog and just like stuffed it on his chest or something. It was very <sighs> strange. And so he he's got that. He's got the the beret, the the hipster glass, like the the beatnik glasses. Yep. And just immediately falls into. They have like this little chant that they're doing outside, yeah, which is whole, what lured him out in the first place. Right, and it's a whole like and that, performance routine that they've already practiced, so they've already got yeah. it all set up for him. Yeah. I mean, I wrote down the lyrics to Go the, for it, to man. the I chant. To forget it. No, it was a uh, dig it meow wow meow meow baby, and then yeah. it just. There was another line that was in it too, but I, I wrote down the first one and then I regretted writing it down. So I just, I threw a pen across the room. Yeah, this I was is like, when, nope. when Sean loses it one day, this is what he's going to be typing into his typewriter over and over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Meow, wow, dig it now, baby. I'll work and no play. Make Sean uh, a dull boy. Oh boy. God, just don't, 
let me near a door and an axe. That's all I'm saying. And this show, and this those show, are the three yeah, things three for things. that are a recipe for disaster. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so so cat, so, he sees them like you know just eating out of trash cans and like having this free will and lifestyle. He's like, so That's let me funny. let me so ask. Stays up late let me yeah. Let me let me point out this fact. Shoot. They're mentioning about the fact that they're eating sardines right out of the trash. Okay, they are eating sardines out of the trash. Yeah. First and foremost, mm-hmm. those are not fucking sardines. They were. Fish bones with the head of the fish still on it, yeah. and they're throwing fish bones with like a, a trashed head into their mouths and just swallowing it whole. So they'll be totally I, fine. I have seen how cats eat. Like I've seen how cats bring back wild mice <laughs> and other trophies that they'd like to give to you as <laughs> tribute. Yeah. And it, it does not look like Here, that at all. This. Yeah. They are mauled, disgusting pieces of like. <laughs> Yeah, blood sacks at that point. But like, so this is, is cat not... dog. So this this cartoon is not scientifically accurate, unfortunately. Yeah. But the funny thing it's, is I that don't... like cat kind of he just stays up all night. So he's like dog is sleeping the whole time. So cat just stays up with him, and he's like he's scatting along with him. He decides to name himself Scat Cat, which at that point uh, Fuck I was it. pretty much done with the show. Another pen. I just I grabbed a whole box of pens and yeah. just threw it I across bought, the room. I bought a pack from Amazon, and when it showed up, I just threw it back at the delivery driver. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset. It's actually how you return stuff. That's on how Amazon. you return it. It's how you return By it. My mailing uh, service. <laughs> so okay, so now we get to well, that's this is when the neighbor like throws something at him, right? Because he's up on the fence and he's crooning and he's he's just entertaining yeah. his crowd and whatever. And the unseen now, neighbor. Well, who doesn't at this exist, point, yeah. they have uh, the 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 other beatnik cats have hoisted yes. cat dog one half up. of them. Now, cat dog is is. Laying on a fence, on like a, a like a like a picket fence yeah. with like the the peaks and troughs uh, that are on like a regular fence, yeah. and he's he's carrying around the dead weight of dog like yep. he's a slug, still sleeping, like he's a like he's a gross slug monster yep. with this unnecessary appendage that is him, and he takes no care in it. He doesn't like put him <laughs> in like a little a sling on like a backpack. You think he'd like make some he'd sort like of a, like no. He just smashes his face into the ground, into the wall, into the steps. It doesn't matter. He isn't here. Just the fucking pillow. Yeah. I mean, he's sleeping. It's no wonder so he's got mental him a problems. Bit of respect. Let's be honest. Yeah. Dog has some mental problems. Sure. Probably from being drug around his entire life by cat. I mean, it's understandable now. It does all kind of make a little bit more sense. So anger gets, or yeah, anger. Neighbor gets angry. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and throws the boot. Uh, and they. They end up just, just partying you know, all being, night. Yeah, just partying all night until the morning when they wake up yep. and you, you realize that uh, that cat is, does not want to wake up. No, he does he, not. He's been on a bender. Yeah. Who knows what he was doing? Uh, you also, at this point, find out that dog realizes that cat has gotten a tattoo on his chest. Yep. And he's got a matching one on his butt. Yep. Which I'm assuming which, is just dog's chest. Which dog's response is. Wait, we have a butt? Yeah, exactly. And, and that opens cat up pulls a whole, his, his body and shows laundry list. It's it's the the heart with the arrow and the mom mm-hmm. through it tattoo, which could not be more basic. But also really sad because you don't know what kind of thing happened to his mom to create this monstrosity. <sighs> if it was actually no birth. If that if that mom birthed this thing, then I do not blame her for abandoning it. Oh my god, it's I really strong don't. words. I mean, I don't. Cartoon mom, <laughs> fictional cartoon mom creature birthed this monstrosity, then I'm fine with her leaving it where but it was. We've, but we've had, this, we've had this theme, though, of, yeah. you know, in this series of, of Nicktoons, we've had this theme, you know, with Hey Arnold, uh, not mm-hmm. with Angry Beavers, uh, but, you know, with, with Catog of, of not potentially knowing who their parents are. And I know that we mentioned this earlier, but, like, the whole fourth season was supposed to address who the actual parents were for yeah. cat dog, which I mean, for something like cat dog, that just doesn't ring. It just doesn't ring true to me. You know what I mean? For something like, Hey Arnold, it's a kid who is brought up by his grandparents because his parents disappeared. And he has like these could, could be real life situations. Cat dog, just it's very nature does not, cannot exist. So just have fun with it at that point. Like don't, don't right. try to bring any kind of like real life stuff into it or like these, emotional journeys that's bullshit just be a crazy cat dog and just have weird adventures and then you're fine don't make me feel feelings for this body horror no because it's not gonna happen 
just feelings of disgust. <clears throat> right. So, okay, so we're, we're at the next morning. Cat has done a 180, so he's now this, this kind of slob. And Dog actually likes him. He likes him better. So he's like, I kind of like you this way. And they just let trash pile up in the house. They don't pay any of their bills because Cat used to do all that stuff, and Dog was not responsible at all. But now the tables are kind of turning. Um, and Dog isn't quite, you know, he's kind of getting a little upset with it, but it's not until the alley cats all come back into the house and are just like the rudest bunch of just assholes maybe I've ever seen in a cartoon. <laughs> and they do some really gross stuff. Do you remember this? <clears throat> so like Dog goes up to the one big fat cat and he's like, hey man, if you're going to drink in the house, at least use a coaster. And the cat just like spits this just like volley mm, of like- milk right in his face right in his face right in his face and presumably then bad enough, right in right in cat's butt right in cat's butt he spit milk in a cat's butt this is a kid's cartoon yep. um and then not too long after that pretty much uh, immediately after that the cats decide that it would be hilarious now that they've got the square in their midst that they're gonna have a hairball fight and start throwing these gray soggy disgusting hairballs at dog's face so also cat's butt uh so right. they're pelting him with these disgusting hairballs that they've all just coughed up over god knows how this long. was gro- this was it so was fucking gross <laughs> super gross uh <clears throat> kid show so now dog is up so dog this, has become it, the new cat right by this point and he chases right. him out of the so house we have, and he basically grounds the guy who's calling himself scat well, he, cat chases him out of the house because they start chewing on his gum collection of all of his meats. Oh, I missed that. Okay. <laughs> the, there, the, line, the line that he has is, he goes, get your filthy hoodlum paws off my meat. <laughs> and he That's kicks everybody funny. out of the house. And Cat goes, goes to join him. And he, he is stopped. And end of story. Yeah. You know, you are, you are not going back out with these, these hoodlums, these nope. alley cats. They're bad news. No. So instead, Cat waits until Dog goes to sleep. That's right. And the second he goes to sleep, he sneaks out, and all of the, the alley cats are hopping on their moped scooters. Yeah, little scooters. Getting ready, to, getting ready to, to burn rubber out of town. And you know what, man? This would be a great plan for Cat, except for one thing. Oh, yeah. He's surgically attached he's to this fucking fucking dog. He's fucking attached to his dog, brother. Like, this... They have so many jokes with this where dogs like, I wonder where Cat is. Oh, I guess I'll just follow my gross slug body out and I'll find my other (laughs) head. Fuck. (laughs) Well, no, this is because I I wrote this down because this was so disturbing and so weird to me that these people are so oblivious. I mean, they obviously know that they're attached. Yeah. They can see that they're attached. All right. So Cat sneaks out. All right. And out of their balcony. Yes. Closes the balcony these door. Are, these are a well-off cat dog the, creature, by the way. Right. Got a multi-story single door. home. Yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, no neighbors. How fucking nice is that? No, it's on top on a of hilltop? a hill. Yeah. Very scenic. It is. So they cat goes out the door mm-hmm. onto the veranda Ooh. and closes the closes the door. The French door. Uh, yes. And the French doors and locks dog inside. He. Jumps down off of the balcony uh, and, you know, comes down and is getting on a bike and is ready to hop town with everybody else. At this point, Dog wakes up and is just yeah. like, where's Cat? You, you know what? I'm a little bit cold. or I'm a little bit warm. I should open this door to yeah. get some air. And then I'm going to assemble a search party and look for Cat. Right. And he is at this point stretched so taut that the moment he opens the door, he rubber bands slingshots out of there he smacks into cat cat goes and this is what was disconcerting cat says who squealed as if to ask who ratted me out yeah and dog goes i have my sources your source is that you're fucking stuck together It's, this it's is a, your body this is, look, you dumb this is dumb. like halfway through the third season so they have used this joke god knows how many times oh. and it wasn't funny the first time watching it i can't imagine how many times he had to sit through it but it's not funny the only this now the, i can't think of anything funny from this entire show what was interesting I is mean, that in, in order for like either cat to join the gang or dog to get cat back they have to like do this triple d which is a double death drive so they both have to now stick with me here 
they both have to drive yeah. scooters along the top of the electrical cables on the power lines in a race. Because that makes sense. Was there anything, because this is a whole wacky race sequence wacky of events racer. Yeah. that occurs at this point. Was there anything that stood out to you as being so fucking insane? <laughs> yeah, definitely the moment. So they're going along these power lines. They both crash into like this high voltage tower, somehow turn into electricity, and somehow they shoot. They get Tron. <laughs> and Tron. Like they get, they get like Tron. Shrunk down to the quantum <laughs> realm. And then they launch out of a telephone <laughs> that some poor guy picks up, and they just fly out of the headset of the telephone. Electrocuting him. Electrocuting him. They fried him to Presumably a Presumably killing him. Oh, he's dead. He had one final thing to say, but I don't remember what it was. Uh, I'm assuming oh, he's like a reoccurring character, but man, he's fried. That guy's super dead. So that was strange. That was like the one thing that was like absurd in a whole schema of absurd things. So that was, that was pretty much it. Um, and then how well, they kind of reconcile at the should, end. Sh- yeah. Right. We should mention that they launch the bikes. Yes. Uh, as they're coming down, Dog grabs the power line. Cat is on, unable to grab a power line, so Dog is there saving him. Right. Cat begs and pleads for Dog to save him. Yeah, he kind of snaps uh, back which of course to like he his, does, his previous Because self. he's yeah. the same body. Yep. <clears throat> and at this point, all of the alley cats uh, just gang up and, and call cat a loser and a square yeah and then they're just like you know but it'd be really cool if we had a dog like you around and he's like nope i'm okay yeah so they leave and, and then cat dog it. just goes back into their fishbone house it's okay well that's it end, end of segment one that's it and that's it and we've learned nothing <clears throat> now the next one if you can so, believe it the next segment is actually m- more insane than that one because it's essentially just a a fishtail. You know, it's, it's like a fisherman's it's, tail. It's, it's a tall tail. Exactly. It's, it's a tall tail yeah. through and through. Now let's go back to what you were talking about earlier and let's talk about the bump, the title card that leads this one off. Again, this is uh, Old Cat Dog and the Sea. Obviously a riff <laughs> yeah. of uh, Old Man and the Sea. So you see like water in the body of a fish. The fish isn't like swimming. A, like a live looking dead. fish though. It looked like a, like a yeah, physical but like a live fish, looking fish. world. Yeah. <clears throat> and it pans up and inside of the fish's mouth, it looks like the head of cat. Yep, it was 100% the head of cat. It, it maybe like a, a Pez dispenser sized head of cat yep. placed inside the mouth of this fish. So lovingly. I'm hoping that this is like a harbinger of doom, and this is how the monstrosity known as cat dog actually dies. It's just swallowed by a giant fish. That would be the most <laughs> ironic thing I could think of. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. It was weird. I had I I really I've watched that bump now <laughs> thrice. Stop. And each time I've thought to myself, the fuck have I got myself into? Yeah, don't do it again. It's not good. Yeah. It's not good for you. Well, I mean, if you're interested, I bought it on Amazon, so you're <laughs> welcome just, to watch it anytime you want to, Dave. It to somebody. Anytime yeah. you think to yourself, I want to feel better about myself, the choices that I've made, and I also would like to have nightmares. Yeah. Just and let never me know. Laugh. I got a great body horror for you. I don't want to laugh, but I would like to see two of my favorite types of animals sewn together at the asshole. Um, so this one, after that title card, it does start off in kind of a weird way. We're introduced to this random new creature slash character named Tallulah, who I guess hosts a, a talk show. I, I thought for two seconds that this was going to be a callback to Angry Beavers and Toluca Lake, oh, no. but it, it was in fact Tallulah. Was I got Tallulah. very excited no. Until I finally saw the spelling of the name yeah. for this, but this was a sort of like a like a female Robin Leach sexy cat. Uh, sexy cat. I'll go sexy cat. Sexy yeah. talk show host Ooh. cat. But you're introduced Ooh. to her just through her voice, right? As a, as a fish. Right. It looks like a fish that's talking. To well, she's you. like a she's she's like a mermaid flirting with a fish, saying that she's she's interested in. Yeah, and that fish is all about it uh, until he gets. Yeah literally hooked by a fish hook because it uh the, the camera kind of pans up to the surface of the water and it's revealed that Tallulah is actually just hawking her uh talking Tallulore god help me um that she's selling to fishermen so this is her her she's decided to invest her name and likeness in the fishing market i guess and is making a fishing lure but at the same time yeah <laughs> just to put out because you know 
any celebrity like Kanye West right. when he did that whole uh, bait and tackle shot yeah, that he created in Chicago. Yeah. Uh, that was the name of his have... second album, wasn't it? Bait and tackle. <clears throat> it was bait and tackle. Yep. Uh, Johnny Depp mm-hmm. uh, did that whole line of fishing rods that are marketed and available at Kmart. Yeah, for all of his different characters throughout the years in, in movies. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> um, it's it's especially great if you uh, if you buy the one of the Lone Ranger. And so there are a lot of other <laughs> that movie sucks. It's really bad. <laughs> but then, it's okay because he's one uh, sixteenth Cherokee. <laughs> Makes it okay. He played a wax figure of himself in that movie. And I'm not even saying that as like a, a, a dig on his character, like on his performance. That was an actual like wax figure that he played in that yeah. movie. Uh, <sighs> what a sidebar. So anyway, so we've got this celebrity that is uh, kind of hawking her wares and making this fishing lure for whatever reason. And then she reveals there's a contest and the main prize is a week-long cruise with her. And that's obviously what every cat in his right mind wants to hang out with this hot cat lady on a boat for a week. So obviously our cat wants nothing more than to win. And for a second, I thought that he did because he literally opens the door up and she's standing right. there with a bunch of cameras like right in his face. So I thought he had won and I thought that the show was going to go somewhere very different from where it decided to go. I was hoping that the show was just going to end. Done. <laughs> and like got the thing that he wanted. Yeah, great. Finished. But now no. <clears throat> we have uh, we have Tallulah and we have a whole bunch of reporters. Right, they all storm in. Storm into this fishbone dogbone house right. and begin feverishly taking photographs of them. But then, oddly enough, when the camera pans back during certain portions of the story, those reporters have diminished in number. They have. I think they're either using the bathroom or making some snacks or just like pilfering the beer fridge, like I would do. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. And so they, you quickly find out that the, the name of the game of this is, again, as David mentioned, it's Tall Tale. Yeah. Who's this got is the greatest fish, fishing story? This is a fish, like this is a fish tale, and it quickly becomes a game of one-upsmanship and, between Cat and Dog. And what was interesting was, in the beginning, so Cat wants to tell, he, he wants to tell the story for a couple of reasons, and he wants to make it. Bigger than life. So he apparently entered this contest to say that the, he's got like a swordfish kind of thing over his, his mantle piece. Um, and he has, quote unquote, a great fishtail to go along with it. And then Dog, every time Cat tries to like tell this story, because he wants to tell the story in an embellished fashion to not only win the prize and spend the week with Tallulah, he also wants to impress Tallulah and make himself look to be like a great fisherman, right? So he starts to kind of spin this tale about how he caught this fish. And Dog's like, kind of behind him because they're fucking attached behind him laughing that like oh no we got that thing at it and cat keeps like cutting him off and just telling him like no shut up i'm trying to tell so he has to take dog aside and just be like look listen i know this well, isn't this... the real story go ahead well this is my this is like the i, I don't mean to interrupt you no, but no, no, this no, is the point this is the part that made little to no sense to me okay. is that they do they do a duck blind yes uh to one another where cat explains to him the whole point of this is to embellish the story he, if, if you're not familiar with what a, the concept of a duck blind, mm-hmm. it's where if you've ever seen on uh, like stage or a movie where somebody sort of pivots the other person aside in front of a group and is just like, hey, why are you trying to do this? This is what I want. Help me out with this thing. Let me explain to you what my thought process is. Right. But the entire other group can hear it because you're not diminishing your volume or whispering in any way. It's... It's a theatrical device that people will use in order to communicate somebody's true intentions or, or what their goal or desire is so that the audience is made aware, as well as also the other character. Presumably, though, if it's like in a stage setting, the other people who are on stage may not hear right. those comments. Yeah, so it's kind of like an and aside, so, except that's usually when like a character mm-hmm. is talking to the audience to make sure that they're in on the joke or they're in on something. Right. But this, So this a duck line is just character. usually said between two characters. Exactly. And so... Yeah, so that's like, what he does in this situation, and it sets up this weird dynamic where it seems like Dog actually has this kind of like weird, almost like vendetta. Like every time Cat starts to tell the story that he wants to tell, Dog comes in and embellishes it more. So, so Cat says, "Look, I'm not lying." Because Dog accuses him of lying to tell like an inflated story. Cat's like, "I'm not lying. A great storyteller will embellish the story." 
And a dog gets to the point where he's like, oh, you're embellishing. And he has this like weird attitude where he's like, oh, if you're going to embellish, I'm going to out-embellish you. And basically make you look like an asshole and make me look like the greatest person ever. It's a really weird dynamic that they, they have throughout this entire episode. And so they, I, I don't know that I want to, I don't know that we want to get into every single beat of no, this. because we don't it have gets, to. It's just one upsmanship. That's really all it is. It gets, it gets nuts, but they, well, we should explain the point of the story sure. is that the, they're after, uh, they're after this fish that is uh, called Sawnose. Right. And uh, presumably the first thing that they do is they shoot a plunger that has like a, looks like an oil drum depth charge that's also a tracking beacon. Sure. Well, the, that they, they were kind of channeling it. Jaws at that point. So it goes, it goes back and forth, this story that they tell about, you know, saving this village from the, uh, the, the threats and the destruction of the sawnose creature. So they kind of were like, it's very little to do with Old Man in the Sea and a lot more to do with like Jaws. So in Jaws, obviously the shark was played, plaguing the beach and, um, you know, summer vacations. So they hired these uh, fishermen to go out and harpoon him, bring him in, whatever. So that's kind of what cat story is supposed to be. But dog story just like one-ups them every time. And it's, the, the only funny thing was like their boat, which is named Boat Ship 1 in the beginning. And it's right. like Boat Ship 5, which is like the size of the Titanic by the time they get to it. <laughs> the ship keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. The fish never really gets bigger. He's just kind of like this weird shark with a saw for a nose and a hat and a construction belt. I don't really know. It's got a like a Jersey New York accent. Yeah, and he's got like a wife beat on. It's it was really strange, very strange. Or, I don't. I couldn't tell if it was like Jersey New York or if it was something that was more like like Midwestern, like Northern Midwestern kind of. Yeah, the accent like was way Minnesota. Off. The accent was way was... off, but he looked like a construction worker that had to like just come home for the day. And was being harassed by these fishermen, but that aside, very odd. He's like, "Hey, uh, come on here, pal! You couldn't hit me with the, you couldn't hit the side of a tugboat." And you're like, "What? What? Why are you in Fargo, but dressed like a New York construction worker?" I'm so so. This confused. whole thing was just a complete mess. It it really mm-hmm. is just like an absurd story that keeps getting more and more inflated. So like at the, at some point, they're not just fishing for this thing. There's like they're attacked by the pinheaded fanny pirates, which are the, these. Pirates with tiny heads and fat butts. Really strange. Dog claims that he was under the spell of a sea witch. A uh, bunch of really strange stuff happens. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> the chicken spell of the evil sea witch. Yes. There's a mutated muscly muscles. There are mutated manly a, muscly uh, muscles. Yeah, mutated manly muscle right. muscles. There are, there's a meteor that hits that From causes Mars. a tsunami. Right. A Mars meteor. There's giant sea chimps yep. that actually capture fish nose. And then say if he wants fish nose, dog has to fight all of them. And then this is the point well, where was, dog pulls uh, out. Just real quick, it was saw nose, but I think fish nose would have made more sense if it was just like, oh, saw nose. If it was Damn a fish with right. another fish for a nose, that would have made more sense for this show. Oh crap, that would have been so. That would have been a weird. We're gonna rewrite this live action version. It's gonna be fish nose. It could have just been at that point if it like if we're doing cat dog and fish nose yeah. that's on a fish, wouldn't it just be like fish fish? Yeah, it was just fish fish, fish fish. Mm-hmm. So. We get, uh, we have this moment where these giant sea chimps have told Dog that the only way that they can get saunas is by fighting each and every single one of them and besting them in combat. Without cat's and help. They, without cat's help, which presumably he doesn't need to begin oh, he with. he straight up says it, it, yeah. Yeah, at this point, he pulls out something that resembles a taser. It's, it, it, was a like wrench, a, it was like a crescent wrench that turned into a lightsaber. Right. Like, what? And then he jumps into the fray of battle <laughs> with this Jedi, you know, stun gun laser sword. Just fucking ridiculous. And then the saddest part is like, Dog is like running away with the story and Tallulah's eating it up and Cat keeps trying to like interject. He's like, no, but I was the captain and he was my first mate. And then I, but I did these things too. And then aliens showed up and Dog's like, and I defeated the aliens and I took Sonos back to the village and they thought I was a hero and they made a statue of me. And they show, like, like Dog's head is just, like, slowly getting bigger and bigger and bigger and filling the screen, and Cat gets reduced to, like, this tiny little, like, miniature head that just kind of, like, <clears throat> walks away. And at this point, like, Cat, <laughs> Cat goes over and he grabs the swordfish off the wall, and he, he brings it over, and he's like, look, this is all made up. We bought this fish at a flea market. I, I lied about the whole thing. So to Three lose, bucks. Three bucks. Cost three bucks. Three bucks at a flea market, and he left the price tag on for some reason. Um, so then Tallulah's upset, 
And she's like, well, liars are never going to win. And they kind of like cut to black. And then they come back and Dog is sitting with like a big sun hat and like one of those sunning mirrors and whatever. And he's sitting on the deck of a ship next to Tallulah. So it turns out that Dog, a.k.a. first mate Skippy, won the trip. But of course, he's attached to his fucking brother. I don't know if I've made that clear enough. And Cat is kind of like below decks. He's like under the little like trap door and stuff. So he's still there. But he's basically like yelled at anytime he talks or makes his presence known. So then at the end, like Dog has this final line. He's like, oh, you know, Cat, he has a tendency to embellish. And it was just kind of like this super jerk moment where he's like, oh, you wanted to lie to begin with? So I lied better than you. And now I'm going to call you out for lying. It was such a, and then end, like end of episode. This is the end. And that's it. <clears throat> I don't know, man. This was painful. This is hard. This is, this is a rough watch, but we do it so you guys don't have to. Well, you know, and funny enough, there are other people out there that have a difference of opinion. There are. Do you want to take the first one here? Yeah. <clears throat> Let's get into this. They're both pretty good. <laughs> they're both pretty good tonight. Yeah. Maybe not uh, as good as last week, but they're, they're pretty good. This is from The Martyr. Mm. Uh, it is titled, this, is, uh, this came out in uh, 2005 is when he wrote this. Uh, it says, Wonderfully Underrated. Why in the world does Cat Dog get such disrespect? Come on. Yeah. Come on, I Martyr. I think the last hour explains that. But. People said that it's the reason that Nick went crashing down. No, it's not. The reason behind that is because of Rugrats adding 5 million characters. In my mind, Cat Dog was Nick's last great struggle some of the humor was so great and so unique unlike current shows playing on nick most of the characters were unique to nick were as they were as they usually play over the same personalities cat dog was smart but not too smart for children it makes sense but could be silly had its own unique town and gave you curious questions <laughs> I'm trying. I'm having a hard time. Oh God, you're killing me, Martyr. Struggle is uh, like real. the episode, like the episode where Eddie tried to take over the city. You should have seen the faces. You were all scared, especially Cliff. Hey, I'm Cliff, and I'm big and I'm tough. Lube was one of the characters who was a complete moron that made it funny. And the episode where he fell in love with the rich girl was completely sweet. What a way to end your your writing there. The martyr was. I want to. I want to. Martyr. I want to give you a. Want to give you a little hint. When your defense is the five million characters that Rugrats supposedly added to its show, mm-hmm. and then you add four or five characters never at the end of your of. review for a cat dog that nobody's familiar Eddie with. Eddie and Lube. Eddie and Lube. And Cliff. Cliff. Get out of here. Get out of here with your Cliff. Oh, boy. The struggle is real. All right, so we've got another one here tonight. This is from Sega Beat from No Need to Know. So they're living off good, the grid. Good name, Sega Beat. Sega Beat. Nice. Good job. Living off the grid. They just came on the grid to post this review back in 2005, <laughs> and then they went back to parts unknown. Here's the title of the review. Might need a little bit of uh, refining in the future, but here's the title. I know many people hated this show. I didn't. It's one of my favorite Nick shows, actually. That's the, Nailed it. That's the title. Nailed it. So here we go. Back when I watched Nick, I saw some commercials of Cat Dog way back in early 1998. It was quite interesting. As I saw more advertisement for Cat Dog later on, I grew more interested in the show. Finally, when it was set on air, I watched a couple of its episodes and they were good. I've been watching Cat Dog episodes all the way to its bitter end when the show got canceled in 2001. Today, as far <laughs> as I know, it only appears on Nick every once in a while. I wish they released a DVD set for die-hard cat dog fans like myself. <laughs> Instead, they only relessed. Relessed? <laughs> yep, relessed. I said it wrong the first time because it's spelled relessed. Two VHS tapes of five episodes back in 1999. I'll try to look for them as best I can. Generally, cat dog involves a cat and dog attached to each other. They encounter funny moments of stupid adventures. Cat dog wasn't strong on humor, but it was cool on voice acting and the characters. This was a very good show in my opinion. I consider it a nice follow-up on the Nick classic Rocko's Modern Life. Many people don't think so, but I believe it sort of does. Many people don't think so, but I believe it sort of does. Not to mention the music in the show is pretty good. 8.5 out of 10. 
They originally gave it seven out of ten stars, and then eight point five out of ten. Just to. I mean, we should mention the voice acting on this is phenomenal. Tom Kenny is SpongeBob SquarePants. No, they're great, and Jim Cummings is you know, you know like I think he's Darkwing Duck among many, many, many other things. Right. I just so love that he's the voice like, acting in this. He's like, this is a very good show. Not strong on humor, but cool on voice acting. Cool mm. on voice acting. Sega Beat knocked it out of the park. You got it. As I knew you knocked would. Knocked it off the grid, so he's never going to hear this show. Uh, what about yeah. you, buddy? Would you recommend this show to our <laughs> listeners out there? I would not not recommend this show. It's sweet and simple. <laughs> I'm with I you. Mean, I mean, I, you know, I, I'll throw in the caveat saying, as we've thrown in for all of yeah. these, is that if you are a Nicktoons purist right. and you have to go and you have to watch all the Nicktoons, of course, check it out. But for me and the episode that we watched, which us wanted to point out that a lot of the Nicktoons that we've watched recently, like Hey Arnold and Angry Beavers, yeah. have been episodes that have gone outside of the normal right. narrative convention that they've used. This show was planted firmly in that convention of the two, a split episode with two different vignettes. And it was the best and, of the best. This was the and best. This was the show highest rated episode on IMDb. We tried. And uh, and I, I just, I just did not enjoy it. No, David, how'd you feel? No, nah, same, same with you. If you're a completist, go check it out. And I mean, this, like we said, this is the best rated episode. There were a couple other that were close. This was an 8.4. There were some 8.1s, 8.0s hanging around, but man, I don't know. Uh, maybe we're just getting old beyond our years at this point, but uh, you know, if you have a difference of opinion, let us know. Maybe there's another episode we should check out, but I, uh, I probably won't be going back to this one. But uh, <laughs> Just like that we're just like the concept and idea that we're just getting crotchety with Nicktoons. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> well, unfortunately, this is the end of our second Nicktoons month. Um, I know, so I know. We have a year to uh get all anxious and apprehensive about the next run where we we kind of are familiar with some of them but then there's some that we have no clue what to expect so it's kind of an interesting territory but we probably won't get back to that until next january Um, we do have some really cool stuff coming up for you guys though in 2016 some stuff we're really excited about we'll get to that in a second but just to give you a heads up that this is our 85th episode which means our 100th episode is coming up in a very very short amount of time so we definitely have something special we're going to be doing for you guys and uh, a lot of cool stuff coming up um, over the next couple of weeks as well. So yeah, even though we've got, a, we've got a pretty fantastic month of March that is planned, that's going to be a blast. Oh man, I can't wait. But before we get to that, Sean, what do you have coming <laughs> we... up in the next couple of weeks for the listeners out there? <laughs> I like the idea that we're just like, hey, March is going to be fantastic. Just bear through yeah, February. Just, just slog, February. slog through Feb with us, guys. There is a, there's a special nah. day in February known as Leap Day that we are going to use as a uh, springboard, if you will, into the month of March. We'll explain that in a little Ooh, bit. Yeah. Yeah, but before then, exciting. Sean, what do you have going on, bud? Uh, hey, um, when this episode comes out, you can find me. Uh, I am going to be doing some shows uh, February the 2nd. Uh, I'm going to be performing some improv in the D.C. area. Uh, you can find all these shows, uh, and you can find out more, and you can buy tickets wit, W-I-T dc.org uh and again i'm going to be performing it's the 7 to 9 30 block on february 2nd with the group that i always perform with Knox. so you can come and you can find us and then hey if you happen to be in the san diego area and you're like hey i'd love to hang out with sean over valentine's day weekend instead of spending it with my significant other i would love that as well because that sounds fantastic so you should come and hang out i'll be performing at the san diego improv festival uh it's going to be saturday february 13th uh, and you're an adult, so you can just Google San Diego Improv Festival and buy tickets through them. It'll be the late Saturday block. I believe it starts at 10. So it should be a blast. Dave, what do you got going on? Well, buddy? before that, man, what do you have uh, on social media? Where can the folks reach out to you and find you there? Oh, my God. Yeah. You can find me on the Turs and the Grams oh, at Sean Paul Ellis. I can't wait <laughs> until those two social media's uh, platforms unite and they just become Gramter. Gramter is great. I love that. Like cat dog, they just unite at a at a weird mm. orifice and they come together. No, I don't. You know, I don't like it. Don't like, don't like it. Uh, it's part bird, part camera. <laughs> so it's a drone, essentially. <laughs> Science. Science. Oh man. Uh, no. As for me, <laughs> you can find me over at collider.com. Uh, all the shows that I cover, like Flash, Arrow, and The Walking Dead, are pretty much back from their midseason break. So. I will be covering them, doing recaps of each and every episode over there. So come on over and check it out. And, uh, you know, let me know what you think of the recap. Let me know what you think of the show. 
or let me know that you heard us here on uh, Saturday Morning Cartoons. You can also find me on uh, my site where I've been posting some short fiction at DaveCrumbor.com. It's fairly new. There's, there's a few stories up there now. Actually, you may or may not be digging out from this crazy blizzard uh, that is uh, supposed to hit most of the mid-Atlantic and the Northeast. So I am posting a uh, weather-themed episode in the next couple of days. So you guys can check that out. It's called Snow Runner. Uh, check that out as well. So, um, yeah, you can also find me on Twitter at DrClawMD. If you're interested in finding out more about Saturday Morning Cartoons, you can do so at our website, SaturdayMorningCartoons.com. Remember, that's morning with a U. You can also find us on Twitter at MorningTunes. Check out Sean's handiwork on our Tumblr page, SaturdayMorningCartoons.tumblr.com. We have a Facebook page. We have a YouTube account. You can listen to us each and every week on the audio podcast through iTunes and Stitcher. And uh, feel free to drop us a line at SaturdayMorningCartoons at gmail.com. That's going to do it for January, New Year's Nicktoons, and this episode of Saturday Morning Cartoons, but we've got a lot of cool stuff coming up for you guys. February is going to be kind of a mixed bag, but we've got some really cool superhero stuff, some, some DC superhero cartoons, because, you know, Batman vs. Superman is coming out. We've got Suicide Squad coming later this year. Deadpool. Deadpool 2. Uh, I was sticking DC. I mean, it's a Marvel. Got... It's Marvel, yeah, it's but we're going to do all some good. DC stuff. Yeah, superhero. we just got fun... Fun superheroes. Man, stuff I wish on. there was a Deadpool cartoon. There's like one episode oh, of, I think, um, one of the Amazing Spider-Man or one of the Spider-Man yeah. cartoons where Deadpool shows yeah, up. Yeah, I know exactly which one it is. Yeah. So we might, we might get into that a little bit. Uh, so that should be fun. And then as a teaser, so February is going to be 29 days long. That 29th day, an episode that comes out is going to launch into what we are calling. Are you ready for this? John, are Let's you excited? It. Let's do it. Pocket, holding hands, holding digital hands. Holding digital hands in the digital world. Pocket Monster Madness Month of March. Uh, we're we're going to be doing a tournament style, um, sort of like March Madness goes on with college basketball. We're going to be doing tournament style cartoon watching, which is going to be a little crazy for us. <laughs> it's something we haven't done before, but we've been talking about it for a while. We're going to be watching a shitload, technical term, of Pocket Monster cartoons. So obviously things like Pokemon, Digimon, and then a few more surprises in there that... Uh, we're really looking forward to and we're going to kind of like rank them with each of us as individual judges and we're going to watch them and, and see who the winner is by the end of the month but we're going to lead off on all of that uh, at the end of february on leap day february 29th right and we're definitely going to need everybody who's listening to weigh in with your opinions oh, on our facebook page yeah. we'll uh, so. we'll get a, a list we'll get the tournament bracket posted for you guys and you can weigh <laughs> in and see what you think is going to win uh, we've actually, we're taking like a fairly technical approach to this. We went through and we found a bunch of ratings for the different series and we ranked them. You know, we've already got our seeds in. We've got a first seed oh, versus Jesus. eighth seed coming up and we're really, we're really uh, having a good time with this one. So, uh, F February, really looking forward to March, but now we'll have a lot of good stuff for you in February <laughs> too. It's all good. Anything else from you, buddy? Uh, no, I think we're good. All right. This wraps it up for this round of New Year's Nicktoons. We will uh, dive back into that territory next year. But until then, thanks for listening. This has been Saturday Morning Cartoons. See you next time.